Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, and welcome to Off the Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today's episode, I get to sit down with actor Ryan McParland, and it's a lovely chat. He joins me from his his home in Ireland, looking out of his window at mountains. It sounds like a, a beautiful place. And uh, when we finished this chat, he was uh, he promised me that uh, should I find myself in Ireland and I wanted to uh, go up a mountain, he uh, he promised me he'd take me. So uh, watch this space. At some point, you might find uh, you might find us both. Uh, scaling a mountain uh, in a music video that'll all make a lot more sense when you uh you hear the answer to uh, ryan's first question um he's an absolute gentleman you're in for a really treat today he's uh it, it was a really good fun natter this one um and yeah before we even get on with that chat i want to do a few thank yous so firstly i want to thank scroobius pip uh, and everybody at the distraction pieces network I'd like to thank 76 for producing this podcast. Um, and I'd obviously, most importantly, want to thank you lot for listening. Thanks ever so much for for just being nice and listening to this podcast and sharing it and telling your mates about it. It's, it's, it's much appreciated. It, re- it really is. Um, I've mentioned it many times in these intros um, that it's been a real, real lifeline um, having these conversations and, and, uh, and, yeah, getting to chat to these amazing creative people over the last couple of years. It's, it's yeah, it's been a real, it's just been a bit special. I'm not going to lie. So, um, yeah, the fact that you lot listen as well just means, yeah, means even more. So thank you. Um, if it's your first time listening to Off The Beaten Track, then there's 380 episodes. That's a lot of episodes. And if, uh, and if you like hearing me chatting to actors, then, um, have a look in the archives because you can hear me talking to Maxine Peake, uh, Joe Hartley of This Is England, Thomas Turgos of This Is England, um, Johnny Harris of uh, <laughs> Jawbone and This Is England. Uh, you, you wouldn't have thought that uh, This Is England was my favourite TV show, would you? Um, and you can also uh, hear me talking to Amanda Abington, uh, Michael Smiley. Um, yeah, a real a real huge back catalogue of, of, of actors that I've had the real privilege of sitting down with. So go and have a rummage. There's plenty more. Uh, I just can't remember off the top of my head at the moment. And musicians, stacks, stacks and stacks and stacks, from Foo Fighters to Fatboy Slim to Suede to Idols to Sleaford Mods, 
to Motley Crue, yeah, bundles. So, um, yeah, go check them out once you've listened to today's episode. Um, if you want to get behind the podcast and support it in any way, um, you can find out how to do that at offthebeatandtrackpodcast.com. All the links to everything you need to know is over there. Right. Please enjoy Off The Beat and Track Podcast with Ryan McParland. Right, I've got to take a quick break in this podcast because I've got some super exciting news. Off The Beat and Track Podcast is proud to go into partnership with the Cacao Bar from Hotel Chocolat. That's right. The Cacao Bar is not a chocolate bar. It's all the best bits of a chocolate bar put into a really exciting new alcoholic range. That's right. Gin, vodka, and a beautiful range of cream liqueurs. So one of the big bonuses of this partnership is obviously I'm super thrilled to have Hotel Chocolat working with us, but they sent me a great big box of this stuff. And I'm telling you, it's amazing. Go and check it out www.hotelchocolat.com or over on the socials at Hotel Chocolat. But yeah, in the coming months, there's going to be opportunities for you to get involved with competitions with us, to win bottles of stuff. There's loads of exciting things coming soon, and I can't be more happy to say that this podcast is in partnership with the Cacao Bar from Hotel Chocolat. All right, let's get back to the podcast. It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Keep me, stew with it. Okay, we are recording. Ryan, how are you today? I'm good, Stu. I'm good. How are you, buddy? I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm just awesome. looking at that chair you're sitting in. It looks quite regal. <laughs> this chair, this chair, uh, this chair has been around a long time. And uh, it stood the test of time. Nice, and, nice. Uh, it could be, I don't know, it could be 20-year-old. I think I remember this chair when I was, you know, beginning to walk. Oh, and wow. Various different places in the house. I think it was upstairs and then it was kind of demoted to the back of the house. And sure. then it kind of made a, it made a return um, to, uh, to the Champions League and was kind of put, you know, in sort of a sitting room or a living room. And nice. that's kind of... That's kind of migrated to the to the computer room overlooking the the mountain, you know. So it's a it's a it's a great chair. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's that comfortable. But <laughs> looks good. Looks good. Well, we, we, we'll 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 talk about the family home and uh, and, and growing up <laughs> as this as this podcast unfolds a little bit. Sure but ones, yeah. first of all, I'm going to ask you, please, to tell me the song that you regard as having the greatest ever intro, please, Ryan. Uh, for me, it is very possibly uh, Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve. That's a banger, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I think what's really good with that, if if you hear the sort of, uh, like, obviously you normally get a radio edit when you hear it on the radio, but yeah. if you put the album on or, 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 or you know, or the full version, it's it takes, the, the it's not got a fade out, it's got a fade in at the beginning, which is great. Yeah. It's so slight that just elongated string and yeah. then it's even quite quiet at first the first time you hear the but then oh man when them drums drop incredible it's like yeah. i was speaking to i was speaking to miles kane uh, uh, uh about that that kind of richard ashcroft effect of when you're walking down the street with headphones on and yeah. something comes on with a little bit of swagger yeah 
I don't know if you're like it, but do, do you instantly presume you're in a music video and your chest is out and you've you've got a little bit more bounce yeah. in your step? Kind of, yeah. I mean, you know, I can't even remember when I first heard it, Stu, but it's kind of lived with me and it's kind of been, it's been there, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's just kind of been there in, in the background. And um, I have a really good friend who's a filmmaker, lives down in Dublin, Stu. <laughs> Uh, sometimes I'm allowed to sit in the chair and sometimes I'm I'm kind of demoted to the stool but um, if he leaves the room I kind of hop into his chair and I hop onto his computer and I'll play I'll stick on a you know a kind of you know the same tunes that I'd maybe put on the last time I'd been in his flat you know maybe a few months before that and uh, I think at one stage you know he kind of just cried out not the verve again <laughs> it's like not again and i think he said that about he said that about oasis and he said that about liam gallagher and and then i think the more i played the more he kind of went that's actually not a bad tune yeah uh, and then he'd start playing it you know but bittersweet symphony is something like i mean i was up the the mountain um for a hike uh well i was i was up on monday but i think it was the week previous and um you know, I just had my headphones on going up and um, there's just something about it. Like you said, whether you're transported into some sort of music video or like a film, um, there's just something about it. And um, I see that he did a collaboration with Liam Gallagher recently. Um, is it called Come On People or something? Um, but I like their I like their vibe and I like the music and, um, you know, it's kind of quite rock and roll and stuff. And so... Um, Something about that intro I really like. Columbia maybe is another one. Um, Oasis, mm. Columbia is another one. And then there's a kind of great opening as well, I think, to um, cigarettes and, and alcohol as well, which I think is quite quite iconic. Um, yeah, it's got that really kind of cool sort of glam rock sort of chunky guitar, hasn't it? It sort of clunks <laughs> along that. It's really good. Really, yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, look, before we... Um, let, let, let's start to look back, and, uh, and for track two, I'm going to ask you, please, to tell me the first song you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you, please. <clears throat> um, it's very possibly um, Lippy Kids by Elbow. Yeah. I mean, if you had to, if, if that song comes on, yeah, and if you were to shut your eyes, where, where would that take you? Well... Uh, Kind of my connection to, to songs, Stu, growing up um, and my connection probably to music, which is, a, you know, is a very important in my life um, and has been, is kind of the, 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 the moment that you kind of shared listening to it or where you were in your life at that particular time or what you were doing or what your kind of energy was or... Um, and when I heard that song, I probably heard that song quite late in life, I had done my first ever kind of role in, in television for the BBC and it was a, a student drama set in Belfast. Um, and uh, they are the first two episodes and I was only, I think it was maybe like 20 or something like this, 20 or 21. Um, and I was really excited and, and, you know, there was a few friends of my family that were over and one of my mates was over and, um, you know, I remember we just watched the first two episodes and, you know, about 30 minute eps. And um, there was a really beautiful moment at the end of um, episode two. And 
elbow uh, lippy kids started to play and um yeah i think that's kind of ingrained in my mind and sort of steeped in kind of beauty and, and probably will be for a very long time you know so when i hear it i kind of think about that and and i guess you maybe get a sense of the feeling or the thing you know that kind of feeling that you felt that sort of fringing on maybe euphoria and at the same time it's quite sort of you know there's kind of melancholy kind of attached to it you know um it, it's so strange when, when i've asked this you know this this question maybe 400 times on this podcast now about that kind of um, emotion that you get from that. And it's so weird that music seems to create... So many people have, have, have said something quite similar in regards to that kind of... Obviously, you said euphoria and melancholy. And, yeah. and there is just something... You know, certainly, I guess, bands like elbow a spectacular at being able to create stuff like that um but it is isn't it it's like something that music is is a ridiculous thing insofar as you know <clears throat> it can bring that euphoria and that yet yeah, whilst you're experiencing that your heart's breaking at the same time it's like yeah. it's, it's a it's a glorious thing yeah yeah no and i mean you know like there's there's so many songs, like I said, yes, okay, the lyrics are, you know, part of the appeal and part of the lure. But, um, you know, music for me, like when I think back to even my teens and, you know, you know, going into high school and when I really started to get into music and, you know, sort of, you know, artists, maybe in bands that you liked and you kind of gravitated towards, you know, I think it was more so for me personally, you know, where you were at in life at that that particular moment in time and, and kind of what was maybe going on and maybe why you listened to it and, you know, what kind of emotions it brought about. And, you know what I mean? And, and I think that's always been my connection. I mean, I listened to a song recently, a couple of days ago, it might've even been yesterday. And I remembered, you know, listening to that song. I was, you know, living in a, I was living in a flat with a couple of other actors in Dublin. I was doing a play, um, uh, I played the National Theatre of Ireland and um, the Abbey Theatre. And, you know, I just remember listening to that song. It was, you know, it was big at the time back in 2013. And, you know, you're just transported back. And I thought, wow, you know, that's kind of the beauty of music. You know, the the, the beauty that, that, that these artists, you know, create the kind of world and the feelings and what it can kind of bring out in you, I guess, you know, and um, I hadn't heard that song in a long time. Yeah. I hadn't heard that song in years. And suddenly I was just, transported back yeah. to you know that flat in uh, in north dublin which which is a cool flat but yeah and it's crazy that i imagine you probably still remembered every single lyric of that as well yeah i did i sang it yeah yeah that's yeah, so it weird isn't it yeah yeah like... now whether i sang it well or not that's up with the bit you know what i mean uh but i definitely had a go at it you know what i mean so where where was growing up well, I was growing up. I grew up um, just into uh, just in the, on the border of of Ireland um, in a small village, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's incredibly picturesque. And um, you know, it's in a you know you're surrounded by mountains, and um, you know there's uh, you have a lot of space, I guess. And you know what I mean, kind of uh, you know. You just, uh, you you know, I think as kids and my siblings and stuff, you know, you don't spend a lot of time indoors. You spend a lot of time outdoors and you spend a lot of time playing football and football in the garden. And, um, you know, your mates, because it's kind of, you know, because the houses are, there's, you know, 
they're not quite close to one another. You know, you never really got to play with your mates. And um, I think that was something as well that some of my friends at school, you know, I kind of thought, gosh, I would like to do that. Because you end up coming home from school and probably playing on your own yeah, or doing your own thing and stuff. And, um, you know, that's kind of interesting too, you know. But um, it's uh, it's very beautiful, very, very beautiful, you know. Well, well let's talk about school. Um, track three, something yeah. reminds you of your time at school, please, Ryan. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, Razor Light, uh, their America. That's a tune. Yeah, <laughs> I was wondering what your reaction would be. No, it's it's really weird. Like, yeah. like Johnny Burrell, like become a, yeah. a superstar, didn't he? And then the press just turned on him. I think he, he seemed <laughs> to get a little bit too big for his his Nike boots, and like, and it felt that. Everybody just then hated on Razorlight, and, <clears throat> and yeah. I, 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 I DJ still in, in 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 a club that I've worked at for years and years and years, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's an indie club, and and I dug out America a couple of years yeah. ago, and I thought, you know oh. what, I'm going to stick it on oh, and play. see if they go for it, mate. Fair. They loved it, like, yeah, that's awesome, man. That's really cool. It's a big old chorus, isn't it? It's great, dude. I mean, you know. <sighs> I remember my my one of my older brothers. He had like a it was kind of like a mini disc player or something. I can't quite remember what it was. Like a mini disc player, and um, he had a really old car, and um, it just about got us to the city uh, and back to uh, to play football on a Sunday morning. And um, you know, I remember kind of trying to you know get the leads, and you know what I mean. It was all kind of new at that stage, trying to play music in your car and. Uh, especially a pretty old car, a great car. Um, and all we played was uh, America. Yeah. And that was it. And we, we played it, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's probably about a 20, 25 minute drive to those pitches that we played at um, to the city. And, uh, you know, we played it all the way on the way back. And I don't know if that was because it was the only song he had or it was his favourite song or I don't know, man, but it was, uh, it was, yeah, and we just kind of sat and listened to it and um, it was really, really cool. And then I get into their other, you know, some of their other songs and stuff. Yeah. I can't remember the names of them off the top of my head, but um, I think they have ones at Camden Town. Like I, I really found them again a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, like three, four years ago, I was like, oh, you know, Razor Light, what are they doing? I haven't heard them in a long time. And I went back and listened to stuff that I hadn't listened to before. I mean, that's the beauty of, you know, um, the kind of apps that you have now. But, you know, back then it was just, you know, it was a few tunes and, you know, Razor Light was kind of one of them and stuff, you know. On loop for 25 minutes there and back. On loop for 25 minutes back, you know, it's like... You know, there's certain songs too, I think, you know, you kind of know the lyrics to and you can't get them wrong because they're yeah. kind of, you know, they're etched in the, in the, in the kind of, you know, the fiber of your mind. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it reminds me of school. Uh, the Killers was quite big as well. I think when I was at, when I was, when I was at school, I remember kind of vaguely there was a, a guy had a, had a, had a phone and it played, you know, he was able to play a song on it. And it was kind of like, you know, everybody in the classroom was kind of, you know, stirring on yeah. it, kind of like, what is this? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and I think it, I think it was the killers or something like that. It could have been Mr. Brightside or something, yeah. I guess. So, yeah. How was school? School was cool. Yeah. Yeah. School was cool. Um, it was it was really really cool. Some some really wonderful teachers and you know a teacher and I had, a, I had an English teacher, an incredible woman, 
um, who had, I guess, kind of helped instill a passion in the arts and for acting. Um, uh, um, and, uh, you know, I'd really connected with her. And I think, I can't remember if she had retired when I was leaving, but eventually, I, you know, I would, I would drop out of school and, you know, at 17, 18 and, and pursue the career of, you know, pursue a career in, in the arts and, you know, as an actor and stuff. But um, school was, was really cool. I mean, you know, we just when I was there, Stu, at that particular moment in time, we couldn't do drama. It wasn't kind of on the curriculum for GCSE. So, you know, the only bit of, you know, acting that I was able to do was, you know, they did a musical every couple of years, which was a lot of fun, which was really cool. Um, and, you know, she would, you know, do maybe some Shakespeare and stuff like that. And, and that was kind of, you know, both an introduction as well as, you know, kind of, um, you know, just instilling, like I said, a, you know, a bit of a passion and stuff. But it was it was really cool. And I connected with her recently as well, which was really nice. Um, but uh, school was cool, man. School was cool, you know. And even school back was- then, did you want to be an actor? And also, you know, describing where you, you, you grew up, which you yeah. know, sounds relatively remote. Like, it is. Um, you know, did, did it feel like that was something that people from where you were from could become actors? No, it didn't feel a possibility. It didn't feel like it would happen. You know what I mean? It was, uh, it was so out of the, the kind of framework of my world. Um, um, it was just so unbelievable. My mom, um, you know, my mom kind of sent me to, uh, a youth group in the city. Um, I think they get me out of the house because you know, I, was, I was playing loads of video games and, you know, closing the curtains on really sunny days. And, and, um, you know, I, I kind of had retreated, um, into myself a little bit and, you know, um, so that was uh, that was around I think eleven, twelve. I think maybe I'd done little bits and bobs with the 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 youth group, you know, from eight nine. And um, I guess it was a bit of a progression, you know. That particular youth group, they they do it every year, and as far as I'm I'm aware, they still do it for free, you know, which is awesome. That young people that maybe can't afford it, you know what I mean? You know, we certainly didn't have money growing up, and. Um, you know, it kind of just made it all the more accessible um, for young people that, you know, kind of wanted to go and sort of see what it was about. And so they did a, you know, they did a play every summer and you would go and you would, you know, you would work with them. And, you know, that's when I was introduced to improvisation and and, and Shakespeare as well on a, on a, on a, on a, on a different scale, you know, versus kind of my English teacher at school, you know, introduced to more plays and, um, and it was kind of a progression from nursery, I think, really. You know, I was a very keen footballer and, and you know, had played semi-professional football as well. And, you know, then I had a, had a really nasty knee injury and somehow in around the knee injury, I kind of really, really honed in on acting. I think spending a lot of time on my own up late at night, that type of thing. Um, and that was kind of it. Yeah, and, and even when I dropped out of school, it, it, it looking back now, I think, gosh, I didn't think too much about it at the time, but looking back now, I probably, I probably would have been more fearful, you know, because, you know, I couldn't afford to go to drama school. And, um, you know, I was kind of fortunate enough that a talent agent had spotted me whilst I was doing Romeo and Juliet in high school. And, um, that was kind of my first introduction to it professionally. And, um, 
you know, I, I just started working in the theater and um, was very fortunate that I got to work with some really incredible people and kind of learn on the job, I guess, so to yeah. speak. You know? So I would hope that, you know, anybody that knows my story, young people um, that come from, you know, maybe a working class background or whatever, I, you know, that they too can, you know, have the belief in themselves that they can pursue a career in the arts, that it is possible. It's a slightly more unconventional route, but it is doable. It is possible, you know. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wonderful. Wonderful. Last song in the sort of formative years. <clears throat> Ryan, I'm going to ask you, please, um, to tell me the first song you remember buying from a record shop. <clears throat> this is slightly embarrassing. <laughs> this is meant to be embarrassing, this one. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's, a, it's embarrassing in a sense. Like, I couldn't really afford to buy a record when I was growing up. Um, the little bit of money I had, she was, there was maybe going on new football boots or a jersey or a football or something like this. I did get around to it a little bit later. In life. <laughs> uh, and I think it was, um, although I'm not terribly sure, I think it was definitely maybe by Oasis. Oh, it's a solid choice. That's not embarrassing. That's a great first purchase. It took me a while to get around to it. I think I got there in the end. You know, it only took me, you know, 20 years. Yeah. Talking about playing football at a semi-professional level and then yeah. um, moving into um, acting, like yeah. you've chose two of the most competitive and cutthroat businesses to <laughs> to, to pursue. <laughs> um, was you yeah. a was you a confident young man? That's a good question. Gosh, you, you're asking really good questions. <laughs> asking me to delve into myself. Um, was I confident in a weird way? Stu, I, I um, what springs to mind was when when I was sixteen, we did the high school musical. It was um, a show called Viva Mexico, and um, it was kind of a comedy. And there was a moment towards the end of the show, and I was sat on the stage, and you know they packed I don't know three four hundred audience into the to the show, and friends and family, and it was a great moment for everybody. And um, I could hear my heart beat. And it was just going boom, 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 and it was a you know relatively intense performance you know for for everybody and um, 
you know, I, there was myself and, and another guy, a wonderful actor, um, you know, were kind of the comic relief in the show, you know, so there was a sense of pressure to, you know, and, and there was some improvisation on the night as well. It was a really awesome production. And um, I remember just that resonating with me. I thought, wow, I feel really comfortable here and, and I feel really calm, even though there's, you know, it was as if, you know, that kind of thing where everything sort of slows down and it's, you know, you can almost hear nothing. And I really was kind of in tune with with, with here and here. And it kind of, you know, sort of spoke to me. Was I super confident? Probably not really, you know, yeah. but that, that's, I think, that was, you know, what acting had afforded me, I think. And, um, you know, there was something about maybe playing something that maybe wasn't part of who you were that, you know, maybe I think subconsciously, kind of got in on me and grew on me and, and I kind of gravitated towards that. You know, like I loved playing football and, and I still play it and, I, you know, I'm back playing it and, and I'm really enjoying it again. And, um, you know, it was, that was just a great time as well. You know what I mean? And that that gave you confidence. Maybe you scored a goal or maybe you set up something or, you know, maybe you pressed the ball really well. And, and, and you know, I'm very grateful for those things in my life, you know, because... Yeah. Uh, you know, I wouldn't have been the most confident for sure. You know, I would have been quite, quite quiet and quite shy, you know. But those moments, those bursts of confidence, I think I, I, I owe really to my family, of course, my parents, but but also probably acting and, and indeed um, playing football. Tell me the song that soundtracked your years clubbing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> shoot. It <laughs> it's a song called "Fly on the Wings of Love," and it's by XTM uh, and DJ Chucky and Anaya. Yeah, tell me about clubbing. Is it? Are you? Was you a clubber? Not really. No, not really. I mean, no, I'm not in. Not in this sort of sense that you know I, I kind of you know went to maybe a few raves I mean I maybe did but you know um it was maybe the you know at the weekend maybe you would have went out with your mates you know and it was kind of quite I would say commercial music you know music that I wasn't interested in you know that's what kind of was played a lot of the time yeah. you know but flying the wings of love was actually um a guy that I I went to school with and he had an xbox um because i grew up having a playstation so um i only remember playing halo when when i was at his house kind of hanging out and uh in his garage too he had this he had this awesome like snooker table and it was kind of a small one not one of the the, the big ones and um he, I can't remember what he was playing it on, but he had a couple of tunes. One of them was Flying Wings Love. <laughs> and a bit like my brother playing America on repeat. Yeah. Flying Wings Love was blasted into the roof of the garage uh, continually. And um, that, you know, because we were starting to go to the teenage discos at that stage, yeah. you know what I mean? And so before we went out, it was, you know, fly on the wings of love, fly, baby, fly. You know, that's, uh, you know, that's probably. Um, I, I, I'm just starting to wonder if like this, is this like, is this tantamount to like torture? The fact that like you've had these two people <laughs> that have just literally 
waterboarded you with music. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it could be, could have been, could have been. That's all we had, too, you know. Yeah. At times that's all we had, you know, and you kind of loved it, and and that was. You know, you were just used to it. You know what I mean? I had a little MP3 player and I, I don't know how many songs it had, but it was one of those ones you kind of hit the button, you flick at the yeah, top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I, I can't remember. There was a couple of tunes on it. Um, there was that tune, I think, Spaceman. I always wanted yeah. to Babylon go. Zoo. That's it. That <laughs> yeah. was it. Yeah. And it was on there. And, um, gosh, gosh, I'm trying to remember now. can't remember what else was on there. There's a few tunes on there. Yeah. We, we, we touched on confidence and, yeah. uh, and, and obviously I mentioned that the, the competitiveness in the industries that you've, you've, you've pursued and had success in. Um, yeah. Tell me about drive. It's been there, I guess, my entire life. Um, why, how, I'm not sure whether, you know, uh, I think I watched, Probably, probably from my parents, Stu, you know, my, my, my mom was an incredible worker and, and, you know, juggled, juggled several different jobs. I think two or three different jobs, even whilst, you know, um, I was on the way and, and my father as well, you know, worked, you know, in construction for 40 years. And, you know, I don't know if there was something about that kind of growing up that, uh, you know, I kind of seen their drive to try and change their lives. And, you know, it's maybe subliminally or subconsciously kind of, you know, permeated or kind of filtered its way into 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 me or my being, you know. But, um, you know, acting, like I said, was something that I was, in, you know, incredibly passionate about as a young person once I kind of really understood a little bit more about it um and you know i remember reading very early on one night very late online about you know stanislavski and and his work and his teachings and you know that i think was the kind of thing that clicked for me in my head i think okay well now this makes sense to me and um you know you know the the drive has has informed it i think as much as the vulnerability you know what I mean? And, um, you know, just being humble, you know what I mean? I think all those things have kind of come hand in hand. I never lost any of them. Um, you know, when I finish work and have finished work over the years, you know, for me, there's probably been a grieving process with something that, you know, has lived quite closely with you and you come back to rural Ireland and, and you kind of, you know, you kind of reconnect with nature again and sort of connect with yourself again. And, um, you recover and you get ready to go again. And that, that drive is always there. It's always been there. Um, and it's hard to maybe articulate just what it is or where it, come, where it comes from or what, what indeed it's about, you know, but it's, it's in me uh, and has been in me for a very long time, you know, and um, uh, it helps, you know, acting is a, like many different professions, it's a, you know, there's a lot of, um, instability in it and there's a lot of fear and um a lot of the unknown and you have to you know take a leap of faith a lot of the time and you have to kind of believe in yourself and believe in the work that you're doing and and you know um i think that the drive is is uh is important you know because it gets you through those moments where you know you're maybe rocked by something you know and indeed in life as well you know what i mean not just in 
the work that I do that that kind of you know I go to bed thinking about and, and wake up thinking about but indeed in life as well we all had obstacles obstacles in life and we all had kind of bumps in the road and you know drive and determination and uh, willingness to kind of keep going uh, kind of gets us through those things you know so there are many things that I think in my life my work as an actor kind of echo or slightly more on my life and uh in general you know what i mean uh, that's an interesting question really interesting question well i'm going to take you home uh for the next question and uh and i'm going to ask you to tell me uh, a favorite song from an artist from your home county please um it has to be codaline high hopes Jane. yeah has to be I mean, yeah. I mean, well, t- tell me about the, the, the because as, as somebody that that's that's. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. In England, obviously, you know, we're exposed to so much Irish music and yeah and and you know and arguably you've produced some of the biggest bands on the planet um tell me about what it's like growing up in because I don't necessarily think that and and I might be speaking out of line here but I don't think like English people feel massively passionate about Coldplay being from the UK or, <laughs> or, 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 you know, or, 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 you know, lots of other, these huge bands, but it feels like, um, Ireland's so proud of its music. And, uh, and, and I, I wonder like what it's like growing up there. And, 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 and is that, that love of Irish music, uh, like, is that something that's legit, you know, when you grow up, is it like, well, look, you know, we, we were exposed to so much of this homegrown talent. Like, you know, is it something that you, you know, you are as, as it's projected over? I'm trying to frame this question right. I'm going all over the place of it. Yeah. No, but, you're not. But, but that, that, that passion that we see, you know, in the media and in, 
you know, in, in footage of, of concerts and things like that. You know, tell me about that passion, uh, that Irish passion for their bands. I mean, it's, you know, it, 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 my earliest memories of, you know, watching concerts and, and, and listening to music, you know, my, my mom and dad had a really old record player and, um, you know, it, 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 it is, it, you know, it, 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 the, the love for the arts, I think in this country and the love for music, um, and creativity and, um, artistry and imagination is, is, um, you know, it's very fortunate, I think, growing up because you're surrounded by it. You know, you go into primary school and you're surrounded by it and you're surrounded by music and you're surrounded by, you know, dancing, Irish dancing, you know, and this kind of creativity and, and, and artistry just all around you, you know what I mean? In, in every type of environment, you know, I think for me growing up and then you get into secondary school, it's all around you. It's in the community, you know, the, the, the musicians, it's incredible. You know, I've, I've seen some of the most incredibly talented people, musicians, artists, dancers um growing up you know what i mean and, and it could be in the local community hall you know what i mean i fond 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 memories of you know seeing irish dancing and seeing theater and 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 kind of you know just things going on and um you know it's uh i think you can't you can't not get swept up in it you know what i mean the energy you know what I mean? I think you can't, you know, it's impossible to not get swept up in it. You know, it kind of will, it will kind of um, filter its way in, in some shape or form or fashion, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, for me, there's always been a wave of, of wonderful Irish artists, you know, musicians and, and, and dancers and, you know, creativity, you know what I mean? And um, that's why I think it's really exciting, you know, even when I started acting, you know, you felt that there was just such a wide variety of versatility and different types of skills and different types of talents and um, that it was really exciting, I think, to be a part of that. You know what I mean? And um, it is as kind of, you know, cinematic maybe as, as you're kind of articulating. It, it, it most certainly is, you know, and um, I just feel very fortunate to be able to do it. I mean, to pursue a career in the arts, be it, you know, music or, um, you know, dancing or singing or whatever, playing an instrument um, or acting or, you know, even stuff behind the scenes, you know, um, it's a, it's a real privilege. I think, you know, it's a real, a real honor. And um, I'm very, very, very fortunate. Like we touched on earlier, about you know, teachers in school and stuff like that, you know, there've been a lot of people in the local area and indeed in the city um, that have helped me and, and, and um, helped a lot of people, um, uh, you know, kind of, you know, sort of realize their dreams or think yeah. that it's possible, you know, and I think that that exists all across the country. You know, I've toured a lot with theater over the years and, you know, I've recently back in, in 2018, I did a one-man show um, called East Belfast Boy, which, you know, focused on male mental health in, you know, working class communities in East Belfast. And, um, you know, it was such important work in itself, but, um, you know, there was an element of dance to it. And, you know, there was a, a wonderful DJ that kind of scored the whole thing. But when we went around and we toured and we toured and, you know, we toured in, in different counties in Ireland, 
and you'd maybe meet some of the young people afterwards that have been brought to see the show, you got a sense of what you're talking about, Stu. You know, the sense, that vibrancy, that energy, a passion for the arts, a passion for music, a passion for all these different things, you know. And so I think Ireland is 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 steeped in it, you know, and um, I just feel I feel incredibly fortunate and, and very blessed to, you know, be in and around it or, you know, to be able to do it, you know. Um, well, for the last track, you get to play Tastemaker. Uh, influencer, I think they're called nowadays. And, uh, uh, and I'm going to ask you, please, to tell me a song that you think that many people may not know, but you would like them to hear, please. Yeah, um, it's an Italian artist called Valerio Lysander, and um, the track is called Cotton. Um, I was at the Sofa, sofa Sessions, you familiar yep. with the Sofa Sessions, in London a couple of years ago, and... Um, Valerio came on to play and uh, I think he played maybe four or five songs and um, it was some of the most beautiful music I'd, I'd heard um, possibly ever. Um, and uh, so much so that afterwards I waited to, to try and say hello to, the, to, to him, you know what I mean? Um, and uh, he was he was really, really cool and, and down to earth and, and really, really nice person and uh he said look i'm playing a gig tomorrow even across london i can't remember where it was and i said i'll be there <laughs> so i went i went and uh it was downstairs in this bar i can't remember where it was what part of london and um i just went down and i was late i can't remember if you know i, I was late getting on the tube or you know the you know i was late running in the rain or something like this but uh i got in at the kind of the start of the first song and it was a really intimate setting you know there might have been 20 people if that 20 25 people and um you know it was just incredible music real beautiful music and um he's a really really awesome person and um yeah i think a lot you know people in general should should um should listen to his music and and, and his lyrics and um his energy you know what i mean it was very very beautiful um and it stuck with me i think yeah well, we make it easy for people to do that because we put together a Spotify playlist to accompany the podcast so people can go and listen to oh, all wow. of the tracks that we've, we've, oh, we've yeah, spoken about. Oh, amazing. Amazing, Stu. And, Ryan, <clears throat> as we find uh, 2022 is moving at a, a rapid pace now and, you know, there's all kinds of craziness going on in the world, um, but I want to know what you're looking forward to personally from the rest of this year and tell me what you're doing professionally uh, professionally it's it's uh, I'm not sure really what I'll be doing um, there are a few things that might happen and you know may not happen and, um, uh, I just did a pilot for Channel 4 with the incredible Rosie Jones um, in London a few weeks ago maybe five or six weeks ago and um uh, that was an incredible experience going back to my roots, you know, kind of starting out in, in kind of comedy stew was incredible and watching her work um, and the kind of uh, just the creativity that is trying to put a pilot together um, not a lot of time and some really awesome writing and awesome directing and really awesome acting across the board and indeed the people behind 
the scenes, the wonderful crew that we had. Um, so that was a really beautiful moment that I just did. Um, and I miss it already. Um, but what I'm looking forward to is just, you know, trying to continue being in the moment. You know what I mean? Um, acting has kind of helped me do that a little better. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, I think, easy to get swept up in this and that and, um you know, a huge thing that I that I really, really love is Pilates. And, um, you know, that's become such a huge part of my life and um, hiking as well. Um, my Pilates instructor is also kind of my, my kind of personal trainer, a wonderful guy called Tommy. You know, we go up the, the mountains maybe once, twice a week if we're lucky. Um, and I'm kind of just enjoying that really, to be honest. You know, I'm kind of just enjoying that. You know, what what I think will be, will be. Um, and I'm just, you know, enjoying kind of nature and, and animals and, you know what I mean? And, uh, the simple things I, I guess in life, you know, I, I try not to get swept up and kind of, you know, uh, the kind of, um, I don't know, madness of life at times, sure, you know, I'm just sure, trying absolutely. To take, a bit, take a bit of time to just relax and, 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 um, you know, what will be, will, will be, you know, I'm ready to go again. And, you know, um, I'm excited as to what will come next. And I'm excited for people to see Halo, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a, a huge honor for me to be part of a show like that. And, um, you know, growing up in this village, you know, you never think that such things are possible, Stu, you know, it's beyond my most imaginative dreams that I would be part of something that, you know, in some friends' living room, some high school friends' living room playing a game that, you know, 18, 19 years later that you'd kind of be a part of that world. And, you know, it's got, you know, Amblin behind it and Mr. Spielberg, you know, and, and um, it really is a different world. Kind of reminds me of Hook, you know, kind yeah. of that, kind of tr being transported, you know, the late, great, incredible Robin Williams, you know, and kind of being transported and stuff. And so... um yeah, I just feel very grateful and um, I feel, you know, very fortunate, you know, and so. Lovely. Ryan, yeah. I'm really grateful for your time today. It's been a real joy talking record yeah. with you, man. Like, thank you, brother. Thank you, Stu. Uh, what a pleasure, man. What oh, a pleasure. Thank I, you. I can't, can't thank you enough, mate. Um, well, thank you, man. Likewise. There you go. Told you. That's it. We're going hiking. We're going to go up a mountain, listening to the Verve. Um Oh, what a top lad. Absolute top lad. Um, really interesting life. Uh, I love it when people have such success in the acting world, you know, coming from such humble backgrounds. It's uh, it's good to see. It, it really is. Chose some great songs as well. Um, as mentioned, if you've not listened to America by Razorlight in a while, go and stick it on. Uh, you'd be surprised just how great that record is. Anyway, um, I'll be back next time. Um yeah, and in the meantime, just be nice to each other and, uh, yeah, much love. Bye-bye. It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. It's me, Stu Whipping. Eat it, boy.